Man, congratulations, man. 25 years in the game. Crazy Hood, DJ EFN. I mean, in layman terms, who the fuck would have ever thought? But I remember being a little jitterbug, young buck, trying to get my hands on DJ EFN mixtapes. And if you ain't get it at the gallery, if you ain't get it at Flea Market USA, if you ain't get it at the back way, which the back way, I used to take the Metro, jump on that 88 all the way up to um, 137th, and then walk over to the back way, which was between Sunset and 56 and Miller. And man, one of them times trying to get my hands on one of those mixtapes on my way to see a girlfriend of mine. Got my ass jumped by some Iron Peas, so I wasn't a big fan of going in the Kendall. Because back then you had the Iron Peas, TNS, HT, LBB, VLB, Latin Kings. You had them boys down south, whether it was Cutler Ridge, Naranja, Gould, South Miami Heights. You had, man, Hialeah had the Wild Lows, Carol City had the Booby Boys, Liberty City had John Doe, Little Haiti had uh, Zoe Pound. Winwood had every street was them boys, 34th Street boys, 32nd Street boys, such and such ass, such such, you know. So anywhere you went in the city, towners, you know, over town you had them towners. And anywhere you went in the city, like I've always said, I've never been a troublemaker, but I've always been around some trouble. <laughs> and you had to go around the city to get your hands on one of the DJ EFN mixtapes because that's, that's all you would hear in the streets of Miami back then. So one time for Crazy Hood, DJ EFN, congratulations. And... 25 fucking years, man. God damn. Wow. One time for the drink champs. Congratulations with that. One time for Nori. I remember Garcia on them tapes. I mean, that was... Now you're bringing back a whole lot of memories, dog. Used to jump on that 88 just to go see this girl from Calusa, which, by the way, her sister used to mess with one of them boys from Crazy Hood. I ain't gonna put no names out there like that. But, yeah, and she was finer than a motherfucker. You know, she went to Sunset. So, you know, Sunset had them things. Between Sunset and Braddock, you get yourself in a whole lot of trouble. So once again, man, DJ Fan is a true motherfucking honor to be able to say congratulations. 25 years in the game called Hornet, really. So, Crazy Hood, keep it up. DJ Fan, keep it up. Congrats on, on Drink Champs. Y como siempre, oye, pa'lante, pa' arriba, no mires pa' atrás ni pa' nampuso. Tú me entiendes, papito, porque no hay más nada. Oye, y el que no le gusta, bueno, que se vaya pa' la pinga y se tire de culo. Dale. Yeah! From Crazy Hood Productions, I'm Jay Havana, and this is Family Ties. In today's episode, you'll hear from more members of our extended family and friends. You just heard from Pitbull, multi-platinum recording artist, Mr. Worldwide. Yo, we've known Pit for years, and we're happy to see him evolve into the person he's become. Salud. Today, we'll also hear stories from Merce, you be the underboss, and an original Crazy Hood member, Donuts. We'll also hear stories from Kether, Burns from Mayday, Fly Guy, Denai Suarez, and Cardinal Official. Although we didn't get to speak to our entire extended Crazy Hood family, we're thankful for the people we did. You all mean a lot to us, and we're thankful to have you as part of our family ties. Let's listen in to my first conversation. He's a respected, award-winning film director who's directed hundreds of music videos, working with artists such as Lil Wayne, Akon, Diddy, Noy, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled, DMX, just to name a few. Here's my conversation with Gil Green. So what's your earliest memory of Crazy Hood? My earliest memories, or like memory of Crazy Hood, would be more of like their reputation um, hearing about like this 
movement of hip hop heads down in Kendall. And in Miami, growing up in Miami, um, there's like this appreciation of hip hop, like what I would say in the golden era, like late 80s, early 90s. And it's kind of like a fraternity of cats down here that appreciated it. So if you like bucked into someone that liked hip hop or appreciated or respected it, you know, it wasn't that many. Um, so like anyone that was doing anything in that field, like kind of connected and respected each other. And so at the time, you know, I was more involved in the music side and a producer that I work with, um, part of his music group called Backlife, uh, connected with some of their artists like Garcia and with, with, you know, he lived down south in Kendall. So, um, he connected with them and he would tell me about them. And that's when I got put on to like the whole movement. There's always been like this mutual respect of like, you know, really cats that appreciate the hip hop culture, the lyrics, the knowledge, um, the original MCs. And um, I think they represent that and they've always been the foundation for that uh, in Miami. And uh, to go off of um, when you said that when you were real heavy into music and you were rapping um, with Backlife, one of your first mixtape appearances was on an EFN mixtape, correct? Yeah, man. EFN was always a supporter of anything we did um, at Backlife, really any Miami hip-hop. Um, and hip-hop that just really represented the culture. And so for us, you know, we were really coming out of that school of the Boogie Down Productions and, and the Rock Hands and and the brand new Rians and, and the Pete Rocks and so so like they got behind what we were doing and it was a huge a huge like plus for us to have them you know back really our, our group back live and be one of the supporters and, and really basically put a stamp um, you know for us when they put us on the mixtape um, and really just help represent us um, but yeah man like EFN Garcia we, we know they they always been supportive of us, and we've you know we've always been supportive of them, and it's really like a fraternity of hip hop heads in Miami. And that's really what Crazy Hood represents to us is this appreciation for hip hop culture, and it spreads through Miami and it spreads through other cities, um, but throughout all the cities, it really represents like this knowledge within hip hop, um, this foundation. The, the elements of hip hop and this, this respect of the culture. How does it feel to see Crazy Hood evolve throughout the years? Man, you know, for when I when I see Crazy Hood like move from mixtapes to apparel to artists to production to filmmakers to radio podcast success. Like, it's it's amazing that they've been able to, you know, basically last this long in the industry that, you know, usually artists or art forms don't have that type of longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's a testament to, like, you know, the relationships that they have. They really, like, get a lot of respect from artists from DJs, from industry heads, from fans. And I think they're like a cornerstone uh, in Miami for repping that 
the music. I mean, I think they are the cornerstone for that uh, hip hop culture and the history of hip hop um, when it comes down to Miami. Um, so really it's like, it just shows the kind of character uh, that they're built with, that EFN is built with and that foundation that family that he has around him. And the one thing that's great is whenever you see those cats together, man, they got so much love for each other, man. They support each other. It's all positive vibes. And there's not any egos involved. And so it's great to watch them create and, you know, you know, basically just represent and put out creative stuff and and contribute to the hip hop world. How important is that when you're creating something to have a positive outlook and to stay in that creative zone. Well, I mean, I think I think it's great to have uh, some sort of structure for young artists, um, for for similar artists. It's all about community, and I think the one thing that's great is like if you're doing something similar to what they're doing, it's not about like. Um, yo, I'm better than you. It's more about like, yo, let's let's dig up each other, and that way both of us become stronger. Right. And I think that's that's one of like the things that they represent the best, and why they've they've like succeeded and continue to succeed. You know, probably over twenty years now, yeah. um, is that it's it's really about supporting and uplifting anyone that's involved creatively in that field. Uh, they never like on some hate and stuff. They never on some um, negative tip. There's, there's always a positive thing, and I think it's important. I wish it was actually, you know, more. You know, I wish it was was magnified on a larger level, especially with the young kids. Um, but I think, like, you know, people recognize it, and it's there. And um, if you seek, you know, if you're seeking out stuff, or if you're entering this world of hip hop you'll definitely, you know, recognize that they are a big stamp in Miami and now, you know, nationwide, internationally now with the films as well. Being a mentor to Garcia, how does it feel to see him grow as a director? And is there anything that he's taught you? Oh, man, shoot. I'm humbled by even, you know, hearing the word saying, you know, being a mentor. Um... I don't. I don't really think of myself that way with Garcia. I, I really look at us on par with each other, and really as like two directors that are just you know blossoming in their careers at different times. Um, you know, I've been able to use the experience of of you know what I've learned and kind of shown him the ropes on some things, and at the same point, like has been able to look, you know, teach me things on the set and give me a fresh approach and have fresh eyes as well. So it's more of like a mutual respect. Um, and because there's so many similarities from like the music side to appreciation of film um, and just, you know, you know, fathers, um, there's just like this, this kin, this, this brother bond with Garcia. Um, I'm really excited that his career as a director is taking off, you know, um, but he really has put in so much work to get to the point that he is now. And I, you know, I think he's really just at the starting gate. I think he's going to even, you know, keep continuing to blossom as a director. 
But, you know, I watched them, man. I watched them, like, go, go to film school, PA, hustle on the set, be the first to show up on the set, be the last to leave, um, shoot his own films, you know, shoot really great shorts, shoot music videos for no money. And, um, man, it's, it's like, you know, watching him now do uh, videos and watching the budgets grow and the artists grow, man, it's, it's a joy, man, because really it's about passing on the knowledge. You know, so the director that did that for me, um, and if I can do that for young, uh, talented directors, you know, you know that's going to make me excited. You actually f- uh, featured uh, Crazy Hood on a DJ Khaled video. Um, I believe it was the Born and Raised video. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I featured either Garcia or Crazy Hood at EFN, um, and and probably in some videos. Man, I don't I don't remember which ones exactly. I think it was um, I think Garcia was in So Hood. I'm So Hood uh, for Khaled, mm-hmm. and then, and then Crazy Hood was probably definitely in the Born and Raised because that video. Uh, I remember we were like reaching out to everyone in Miami that ever played a part uh, in hip hop or mm-hmm. in career um, in any aspect and, and it was like all aspects of hip hop from you know going to Little Haiti and, and getting even like Sweet Mickey from you know from mm-hmm. Haiti and Wyclef to like you know every every hood was represented in there so it's actually the only video that I've ever made a cameo and, and that's because Khaled insisted that I show my face in my video um, which was a little a little interesting but um, yeah that's, that one was important to Miami and the culture very cool so if there's anything you could say to Crazy Hood what would you say? man if, if there's anything I could say to them man I would just say dig up yourself man as an accomplishment to watch you guys grow, maintain, reach out to the community, reach out to young artists, and basically be the cornerstone of hip-hop culture in Miami through the film side, through the music side, through the radio side. And it's, it's great to see positive energy. Um, you know, for us young, when we were young back in the days, hip-hop was very impressionable. Uh, to a lot of us, I think it shaped a lot of our lives. It shaped the way we viewed society, uh, the way we dealt with our issues and frustrations, and I think it shaped a lot of our careers. And and I think there's that that commonality between you know us, and they're definitely representing that, and they've lived that, and they're a testament to that. So you know, big up for the crazy career that Crazy Hood has had. Uh, the phenomenal accolades and success, the relationships with all of the, the huge artists that are connected to that family. And I'm, I'm really proud to um, be associated with them. I was honored that they asked me to even do a do a, um, a talk on the radio show and podcast um, with Nori and them. So, um Man, I have to say nothing but great things for that whole family, man. I'm honored to, to feel like a part of that family as well. And I just see that bigger and brighter things continue to happen, man. So not just yourself every time. Our next guest has been around Crazy Hood since the beginning. An original Crazy Hood member, he's actually known DJ EFM from grade school. 
He's responsible for introducing a lot of the hoods. Here's my conversation with Donuts. Do you remember the first time you met DJ EFN? Um, as a kid or as a DJ DJ EFN? <laughs> as a kid, as Eric. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, man, you just can't. Like, I think from the, the whole crew, man, I think I've known him the longest, like since fifth grade, man. Wow. You know, we've been since um, we lived in Spanish Trace, a place right in beginning in the middle of Kendall, man, Kendall area. It's on 107 and 88th Street. Um, you know, we lived there like for a couple of years. Uh, and then I went to the same elementary school, Kendall Elementary. Mm and we had you know we had a like, class together and we just you know hit it off from that you know we were kids we were interested in um gi joe transformers you know what kids do you know yeah <laughs> um <laughs> we, we liked um fucking chinese stars ninja karate all that stuff man i remember playing them, you know throwing smoke bombs pretending that you know we, you can't see each other but you know you see right through us you know <laughs> <laughs> You know, Chinese stars, we had a collection of Chinese stars, throwing Chinese stars, you know, into trees, breaking windows in neighbors' houses, you know, just by accident, you know, getting in trouble with our moms, you know. <laughs> right. Kids being kids, you know. Yeah. But um, after sixth grade, uh, that's when my parent, my mom, single, single mom, uh, moved down the street, further down, like in hammocks. It seemed far because, you know, Kendall was a, it was a small community, okay. but this was back in, what is it, 80, 85 or so, mm-hmm. like when we were young, but I remember Kendall was like a one-lane road, so I moved down there, and, you know, we stopped seeing each other, you know, we were young, we didn't have cars to go back and forth, you know, our parents were working, you know, we didn't have time to see each other, so we grew apart, you know, and then, you know, so seven things, nine, you know, years passed, he went to Arvada, I went to Hammocks, and... He went to Killian, I went to Sunset, and I recall, it was crazy, man. I was in in a classroom where they had a big glass window, you know, I was sitting in the back, you know, I was in a front of the seat kind of a student, I was in the back, you know, either falling asleep or or doing my thing, you know, whatever. Right. And, <laughs> I'm just looking at the time clock, you know, waiting to the, to bell, the, uh, the ring to bell, the bell to ring, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and looking beyond the mirror, I see this dude, like, holy shit, man, I think that's Eric, bro, you know, like, I'm like, and I noticed that he has a little mole on the, <laughs> his, <laughs> on his lip area, you know, you know, you can, you can tell that's Eric from a long shot, and like, oh shit, that's him, he has the same mole on his, his upper lip, I'm like, oh shit, so as soon as the bell rang, man, I ran outside, and he was with Humphrey, you know, a good friend of his, as well, mm-hmm. and, and I went up to him, yo, you, what's up, man? It's Danny Donuts, you know? Well, you didn't know he was Donuts then, but, you know, when he, you know, Danny, what's up, man? Childhood memories, da-da-da. And, dude, just met up, like, miracle that, you know, I saw him, you know, and came up to him, and it was crazy. We linked up back again, you know, back in Sunset. You know, even though it did his killing years, you know, I heard that, you know, got kicked out of killing or so, but he went to Sunset, and, you know, it was, it was just crazy to link back up again, you know? It's like a full circle, you know, from childhood and now back to, I think it was senior year. Wow. They came to, to Sunset. Wow, so that's a big time frame right there. Yeah, man. You know, so we missed those, you know, middle middle school years. Yeah. Um, we linked up back in high school, but, you know, like I said, we haven't changed, you know? 
Yeah, you you, you guys just picked up where you left off. Exactly, man. Like from the day I seen him, we just from that day on, man, we kept on being you know best friends. He was my best friend back in back in elementary, you know. Right. You know, our moms knew each other, and when we grew up, we got out of Sunset. You know, went to Miami Dade, and you know his mom worked at Miami Dade, and my mm-hmm. sister, older sister, worked at Miami Dade, and we just you know knew each other, you know, from back right. in the days. So. A lot of the crew mentioned you as like the common denominator when it came to introducing a lot of crazy hood together. Um, Elaborate on how you introduced them. And was there something specific that you seen in each of them, whether it was, you know, their character or personality that you knew you'd all be great friends? Um, Yeah, man. Like I said, man, everybody from, from Paul, Charles, Adrian, we're all from Sunset, man. We all, you know, we're in high school together. And everybody has their character, man. Their strengths, their weaknesses. And for that, you know, we, I think um, it was a great crew. Because, you know, he'd be the funny one. He'd be the the arguing one. He'd be the, you know, the one who gets into trouble and shit. I'm like the, I'm the chill guy. But, you know, if you, you know... You poke the bear, man, I'm going to get angry. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big dude. <laughs> I'm a big dude. I'm so relaxed, but, you know, I'm, I'm 5'11", 260. Uh, still weigh the same way I, I weighed in, you know, high school. You know, played football back yeah. then. So, you know, so you know, no one messed with me back then. You know, I was thinking I was everybody's bodyguard. You know, I was a good guy. Right. You know, when people got in trouble, I always got their back, you know. So sad. But um, Charles, I... Charles was one of my best friends too. I heard his podcast, you know, he gave me a couple shout outs there, but I yeah. met him in um in childcare, you know. It was elective that, you know, I guess we chose. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, it's just funny, you know, I don't know why, but I think you know, you know, that's where all the girls are at, you know, so let's just go and, you know, hang out with all the girls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was a, it was a class that you know we thought it was gonna be fun, but you know it wasn't. Man. It was a lot of work, man, taking care of these little kids and stuff. So right, it was a funny class. Um, so after that, um, you know, I introduced Charles to Eric, and you know, we were good friends. You know, he, you know, from Charles' podcast, he explained a little bit more. You know how how we, we linked up. Um, Paul, like I said, man, we we knew each other through the halls. You know. Like in Sunset, and like in every high school, you, you know, you hang out with the hip hop heads. You got the rock and rollers. You got the nerds. You know, right. we had our designated area, you know, the lunch area. You know, mm-hmm. every time you know, we go to lunch. You know, we, we hang out there. You know, sometimes we play. You know, handball. You know, outside, and just you know, link up, man. We like we like the the culture. You know, hip hop connected us even more. We like the same music. Right. You know. But, um, yeah. you know, Paul was there. I know he came from, from Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve. Steve, his cousin, you know, also. Mm-hmm. Um, good friends, good, good friend of mine, too, you know. Her sister, you know, good friend of her sister. I actually, like, dated her cousin. It was crazy. It was, you know, a family affair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we just hung out a lot in, you know, high school, you know? Gotcha. It was fun, you know. Eric did his thing, you know, with with uh, the house parties mm-hmm. through through um, some garage warehouse parties. It's just gotten bigger, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
So, you know, you know, Eric's known as the the mixtape king and everybody knew about his mix mixtapes, you know. You know, to get the word out, you know, give a lot of mixtapes away, you know, in the beginning, you know, just to get the his music out and all that stuff and you know, he started making a business out of it, you know, just you know, by selling mixtapes and stuff. Right. And everybody loved his mixtapes, especially the introductions. Man. I fell in love with those, all his intros, man. They're unique. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of, you know, um, shout outs, you know, from a lot of artists, you know, mm-hmm. that we, you know, grew up listening. And, you know, he's actually, you know, giving dabs in on his mixtape and stuff. So wow. that was pretty cool. Um, from warehouse parties to, you know, owning his own little store, you know, mm-hmm. it's just gotten bigger. And, you know, we got involved. Like, he's, um, um, went to Kinko's how our meeting is there you know mm-hmm. every every Wednesday I believe and and we had our you know serious meetings you know what we can do to and make crazy better you know right. bigger and more well known you know yeah. um, we had a you know we had a big part on the you know the promotions you know you know passing out flyers you know, in the mm-hmm. beginning mm-hmm. you know especially in the, the Miami Beach area whenever we do clubs there any area man we just if there's an opening, we can, you know, throw down. He can do his turntables, sell his merchandise, you know, his shirts from from cigar shirts, from, from anything, you know, just to make um get our, our our name get your name out there recognized. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. From those earlier times, what's your favorite memories? Um, I think um, I think my my favorite memory was um. Uh, I think having those Kinko Kinko meetings, you know, mm-hmm. it was something serious, you know, that we we wanted to do. You know, it was dedication. That we go and meet up every Wednesday. It was like a you know like a family dinner, you know. Thing, hey, you gotta get at this time. Yeah. You know, don't be late. You know, you do push-ups or you know some stuff like that, or <laughs> you know, it's crazy, you know. <laughs> but that's when you know you know it was serious. You know, when we had those meetings in Kinko's. Um, you know, we did our flyers there, you know, from there. And we met Garcia, you know, mm-hmm. right now. You know, he was known as Gambit. And, you know, we met him there, you know, got yeah. introduced him there. And, you know, we linked up with him, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, I think that was my, one of my best memories. Man. You know, we, we set out a plan, we get out a plan, you know, we had every, we had a job to do. You know, everybody had their own little job to do. And, and you will execute it, you know? Right. Can you elaborate on what was uh, your role? My role, I usually used to be at the table and sell the merch. Okay. Uh, I would play security, you know? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> like I said, I got, I got everybody's back, man. I'm, you know? Yeah. Any, any type of trouble, I'm on it, you know? Help these guys out. And then the mixtapes. That's cool. And promotions as well. I'm, I was out there at two, three in the morning, four in the morning, you know, just with the street teams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. You know? So we pass out flyers, um, have our drink, you know, in the corners, yeah. take a little break, pass out flyers, same thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. What does crazy hood mean to Miami? Um, I think hip hop, man. You know, bringing hip hop to Miami. You know, we played a big role there, you know. Yeah. Um, DJFN, Eric, man, you know, he's a hip-hop entrepreneur, man. He's, he knows his shit, bro, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, he put a map in Miami, you know. He brought hip-hop, you know, to Miami. And 
and made us made Crazy Hood, you know, what it is now today, man, you know? So if you could say anything to Crazy Hood, what would you say? I still got your back, man. You know, even though, you know, I'm not a full, full-time partner, man, I'm, I got your back. You know, if they're doing anything, I'm, I'm always there, man. You know, they need help, I'm always there. You know, I still represent. I'm still OG at CHP. Our next guest is a great friend of ours. From sharing the same passion of hip-hop to co-managing Mayday with EFN. Here's my conversation with Kether. So what's your earliest memory of Crazy Hood? Uh, for me, it was actually, I moved to Miami uh, back in, I want to say, 97, 98. And uh, I was doing production in Atlanta before then. And I moved to Miami just for a change of pace. Mm-hmm. And I started uh, searching around just to see kind of who was doing what hip-hop-wise in Miami um, because I was used to just knowing Miami is bass music and that kind of stuff. So um, Crazy Hood was one of the first um, things that popped up um, when I did a search for hip-hop in Miami. (laughs) They they (laughs) popped up. So, so yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I... did my research on them and I was aware of them and you know know, knew who EFN was and what Crazy Hood was doing Um, and then but I never linked up with them I think I sent sent E an email because I was working with an artist and you know we were going to try to link but nothing ever materialized and I was down in Miami for a couple years uh, and then I ended up moving to New York Mm. and when I was in New York I ended up getting a gig with a label down in Miami (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was going back and forth. Yeah, it was very strange. So I, you know, I ended up getting uh, kind of going back and forth between Miami and New York, and you know, it just so happened that at the same label uh, they hired EFN, and you know, I, I was aware of him, and so we, uh, you know, we struck up a, a pretty immediate friendship. Uh, you know, once we were in the same room, you know, a lot yeah. of the same values, same kind of, um, you know, love for music and and everything. So it was, yeah, it's pretty pretty immediate what does crazy hood uh, mean to miami or to hip-hop in general i think i think it just embodies what hip-hop is about just kind of uh, you know taking your own circumstances and your own lifestyle and your own surroundings and uh and and kind of making making something out of it uh you know which is a reflection of yourself and where you come from and, and what you love i mean Hip hop is traditionally known as something where you just kind of make something out of nothing, mm-hmm. um, and you know I, I believe that Crazy Hood follows that. Just you know, I mean, E is constantly doing something, and has always constantly been doing something. And you know, to be able to have a vision or something in your head and and manifest that into reality, I mean, that's hip hop. So you know, I, I'd say it's a you know it, it's it's a grassroots. Uh, prime example of what hip-hop is supposed to be and should be how does it feel to see crazy hood continuously grow throughout the years from when you first uh, were introduced to them yeah i love it i mean you know he is uh he's a, a great close friend and and um you know cool with all with everyone in the crew um get along with everyone great and you know i'm just just always happy to see um you know the name getting out there and it growing and growing you know i feel uh, a part of it and connected to it so um i just you know i just think it it 
it's a it's a proud reflection on everyone who's involved either um you know 24 hours or on the fringes as well so do you have like any early stories that you would like to share probably don't want to share too many because we'll incriminating (laughs) 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 Uh, put it like this (laughs) no nothing 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 too bad um i mean you know all the times that that uh we've all hung out and been together it's always uh you know it feels like a family affair and it feels like you know you just you're hanging with good friends and you know it feels like a brotherhood so um it's just it i think um that kind of feeling especially as you get older um you know I, I think for folks who get older and you know you have families you don't get to hang out as much like when you were younger with friends and, and kick it and, and drink and listen to music and just enjoy that time i think uh, something like crazy hood just having that through the years um you know it just gives you that sense of fellowship and camaraderie so um, that's just always a nice feeling to have, you know, can kind of just take a break from, from feeling your age and, you know, just get back to enjoying hip hop and enjoying being around people with, uh, like-minded ideas, yeah. you know? Yeah. If you have any advice you could give to the young crazy hood today, what would you give them? I would say that stay active, you know, you just got to keep keep trying things and doing things I mean use E as an example um, you know Crazy Hood isn't just one thing it's it's a name but under that name he's done a variety of different things uh, you know some have worked some haven't worked mm-hmm. uh, and that's okay you know it's it's better to to you know have an idea and try to put it in motion and see if it pans out um, and if something doesn't work out then you know you don't let that stop you you just get on to the next and keep moving and pushing and that's something that he's always done um, and that's something that uh, you know a young hood should pay attention to and and know because I think a lot of people have the tendency to try something and if it doesn't work um, you know they just they just they're stopped in their tracks so um, you know that that's a that's something to really pay attention to If you could say anything to Crazy Hood, what would you say? I'd say uh, much love to everyone. 25 years and here's to another 25. Our next guest is a connoisseur of the culture, music, art, fashion. His high energy performances behind the turntables always captivates his audiences. Here's my conversation with Fly Guy. How do you know EFN and Crazy Hood? Oh, man, I met EFN uh, 21 years ago. Um, I went to uh, Killian, my McKillian Senior High School. Okay. And uh, the summer before my 12th grade year, I went to this entrepreneurship academy at FIU uh, where they, t- they took minority students and taught them how to create business plans. Okay. Um, and then at the, en- at the end of the program, uh, they would give you a grant uh, to the top two, the top three business plans. And my business plan was one of the three. I, I chose to uh, start a t-shirt line, a clothing a clothing line. Nice. Now you got to think, like I'm like 16 years old, like I'm getting ready to be a senior in high school. What's making me think of even wanting to start a t-shirt line, right. you know, as, as opposed to just like trying to get high or fuck with girls or do right. whatever. I'm always, I'm always on some business shit, right? Yeah, So. 
somebody linked me with EFN and his partner at the time, this guy named Lucky. And I think they were starting a magazine or something like that. And I remember one night they had me meet them at uh, at a Kinko's and it was like maybe like 11 people in the room and it was like the the, the think tank for this magazine that they were working on. Right. And somehow I, I landed the position of being like the, the music review writer um, so I was like, well, my brother, my brother, he's at the Source magazine. I, you know, I can do what he does. I want to write album reviews, and um, they gave me a, a, a review to write for the Gangstar Moment of Truth, uh, Moment of Truth album. Right. So I did that, but I don't think the magazine never materialized. But within in that time, I found out that EFN had the Crazy Goods uh, store. Right. So. When I was doing my t-shirts, I was like, well, damn, let me go holler at EFN and see if I can get my shirts in this store on consignment. Because mm. I was doing that. Like, I would, like, leave from school and I would go to, like, 163rd Street Mall and have a meeting with the store manager at, at a store. Uh, I think back in the store was called Law, Law Apparel. So I would go there, have a meeting with them, and then I would go to, like, a, somewhere in Cutler Ridge Mall and I'd go to a store in Dayland. And then mm. I'm like, yo, well, you know, I might have a better chance. Uh, getting my shit in the crazy good, let me go holler at EFN. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, he was like, yeah, we can do consignment, no problem, man. So he, I remember him hanging my shirts up like on, on the top rack in the store for, for you know, I think my entire senior year. And uh, when I left, when I graduated, I ended up going to Florida a and University and then I dropped out of there, ended up moving back to New York for like 10 years. So I lost touch with EFN. You know, there was no Instagram, there was no Twitter, there was none of that shit. Right. And then when I came back out here and started DJing, somehow like the past, the past just crossed again. You know? And and we've been we've been cool ever since. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, like I remember like the me like the Alliance and Garcia, yeah. like you know guys that I, I don't I don't I, I personally don't see them. Um, and I, I see Garcia every now and then at certain events. Uh-huh. Um, like that EFN or that. Um, but I, I haven't really seen any, like the Alliance or anybody uh, any of the, uh, either one of those guys. But um, but, but yeah, man, like I'm always appreciative to EFN, man. Like actually being the very first person to ever give me a chance to uh, to put my my clothes in the store because all the other places they said no, like. You know, I went to have meetings with them and, yeah. you know, try to talk a good game. They were just probably looking at me like, yo, like you're 16 years old. Like, what the fuck you talking about? Like, right. that so yeah. he actually, you know, took a chance on me. And, and you know, I'm always, you know, be grateful to him for that. Our next guest is a hip hop legend. Here's my conversation with Merce. So what's your earliest memory of Crazy Hood?
mm-hmm. and he'd be at the studio all day with me until it was time for me to go home and they would take me on like you know 15 16 hour days yeah. plus the 30 minute drive man and uh <laughs> boys he, yeah he's hilarious he's he's a great he's, guy he's the he's the probably one of my most favorite human beings he's definitely in right you know top probably top 10 all time people alive that's, that's awesome. not that are in my family um just just a great dude man and a really talented producer as well right yeah uh, you know he's really he was really shy he's very professional um but, you know like contrary to the name everyone as part of the clique is really about their business you know mm-hmm. that's what i that's what i respect not what i, I yeah or you know i respect their ability to to, to drink and consume as much alcohol as they do but also to still maintain a level of professionalism that's uncommon for anyone that drinks that much and uncommon in the hip-hop industry in general unfortunately yeah it's a rarity man so it's something i value yeah. and uh from there uh boris took me one day to, to ease place um and then he explained to me the whole uh, coming home series and um just how far he goes back with hip-hop and all the mutual people we know and and how integrated he is in in hip-hop culture especially in miami but even outside of that just in general mixtape culture um dj culture um you know street team like everything you know Mm -hmm. he's just amazing uh you know and and his ties to the west coast is crazy uh so that was uh like those two were my first like in-depth and then gigs i met who's dope as fuck um, Eddie Giggs, shout out. Yeah, and uh, who else, man? Uh, Garcia, who's you know uh, an MC in his own right, and now becoming mm-hmm. you know a master of cinematography. Yes. Uh, man, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't say enough about the crew, man. The you know the the listening party for E's last record was epic. You know. Yeah. Um, just hearing his ear, and I still regret not being a, be able to be a part of it. But uh, just you know, the listening party at Circle House, and then mm-hmm. um, meeting Scam, who's you know a hip hop legend in his own right. Yes. Um, who else was there? Moni Love, like uh, just you know anybody that's you know in a, a part of the crazy head family or extended family, just super cool people, man. There's like no industry bullshit to the click and, uh, and, and even the people who surround the click it just because it, it couldn't survive there's still so much authenticity and integrity I don't think you know bullshit has a chance mm-hmm. you, you, you I think I think fake people with like industry heads feel uncomfortable and when I say industry heads like people who are the, the phony part of the industry right right if you could go back to like the those merge day recording sessions um, how was it being around the crew and just uh, consuming yourself with like within that culture and recording the album uh, man it was it was really 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 fun man and uh, it was you know they were they definitely bring the lighter mood like I felt like as I got to know Mayday uh, they were they through Crazy Hood and Mayday like I got to experience a whole nother side of Miami that I never saw um, not the South Beach side um, right just real Miami and uh, I don't I didn't think at that point uh, Mayday had really brought that vibe to a record mm. um, they had just kind of brought more of a strange music type of vibe which is you know their thing Yeah. but I was like yo I want to come down here and this is Miami like you guys are like coastal people like I'm a coastal kid from LA mm-hmm. like 
there's water, there's beautiful women, there's like, you know, yeah. let's, let's really, let, like, let's get it in. And, you know, Eddie and, 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 and Boris would be around and rolling up. So there was always like, you know, I don't smoke, but, you know, being from California and I don't smoke anymore, but being from California, weed is a big part of the culture for me. So I'm not one of those people who don't smoke because they don't smoke around me. Like, yeah, right. From my mom and dad till now, like, it's been around, like, that, that odor, that, or that, you know, that aroma, I shouldn't say mm-hmm. odor as a negative connotation, but it's been around. So, you know, you know, people were lighting up and we were drinking and we were just having fun, man, and being able to go to Blackbird with the crew and, you know, and, you know, even, I'm, I'm not sleeping on Miami, you know, I think that there's a different, definitely hood element, right. but when you're with Boris and gigs, like, you know, not to say like they're goons, you know what I mean, but yeah. I, don't, I never had to feel any type of way, you know what I mean? Right, yes. Like, we go where we want, when we want, and it's good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Art Walk and Winwood, not that that's super hood or anything, but, you know, <laughs> still, you know, shit could pop off anywhere. It's like LA, you could be yeah. the most Hollywood event, but there's some gangbangers there, you know? Yeah, you felt um, comfortable. Yeah, I never had to be concerned with street politics. Right. Um, and I never felt like I was being extorted or, you know, even back when I was cutting my hair, like when I, that's another reason I grow my hair so crazy. People think that I'm probably a Rasta and I smoke a lot of weed, but I don't. But I'm so particular about my haircut Mm -hmm. and I can't stand when somebody fucks up my fade, bro. Like it's, it's the worst thing ever. And being a touring artist, it's happened to me so many times and like I get, point and people see the look on my face and I'm, I'm in you know cause I always go to the hood to get my hair cut right. in hopes to get a real haircut and and you know I just look on my face and you know like niggas would be like you know what the, what's your problem and, you know, and I can't hide my disgust for the haircut but I can't say what I want to say right. without running risk of getting fucked up so I'm like man cancel that shit right. and, uh, but I was in Miami we were gonna shoot the pictures I was like you know Boris like do you know anybody yo know, we had the homie come from, from far and I can't forget dude's name right now, but dude was so nice with his, man. Super nice. Plus, he had gears for sale and these dope-ass shirts and shorts. And I was like, man, this dude, you know, Boris never fails me, bro. And I, you know. Yeah, he never does. Uh, <laughs> never, you know. Yeah. Like, what do you need? Uh, I had uh, adopted a, a, a teenager with my ex-wife, and mm-hmm. we were down in uh, Miami recording. And, you know, it was just, it was too much for me. And, uh, you know, it didn't, you know, we didn't end up on the best of terms, right. but, uh, you know, Boris and gigs and, uh, and, and he had just took him under like, come on, roll with us. And mm-hmm. that kid had the time of his life, man, you know, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I and, and, you know, I, regardless, I didn't want shit to happen to the kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. but he, there, there, that's like the thing about crazy. It's like, it's, it's family. You know, like, like at the same time, like I said, I felt like I never had to worry about any street hood politics or I was going to have any problems. I felt safe. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I felt like at home, like I felt like, you know, if they come to LA and we're rolling with some of my homies that are more street, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I want people to feel at home. Not like, Oh, these are the goons. They're no fun. Or, you know? Right. But, and it's, but at the same time, these are people that I trusted with my teenager. Like, yeah, man, go ahead. Uh, you know, take him out for the day because I know that he he'd be he'd be safe and not around mm-hmm. the wrong element. Just um, stand up dudes. Getting to witness be and being around them in Miami during those sessions. What do you think Crazy Hood means to Miami hip hop? To Miami in general? Man, I think it, it it it's probably the core. Like you know, like from from Khaled to Mayday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're they're connected to everybody. It's, you know, through Mayday to the to the to the to the B boy scene that's 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 thriving in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Inner Circle crew, like everyone everywhere is, you know, is connected to Crazy Head somehow, somewhere. Yeah. You know, Nori, uh, fucking Bang Bus, like it just doesn't, doesn't <laughs> matter. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just you know I felt. You know that they are—they are the key to the city. You know, and 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 the authentic key to the city. There's definitely mainstream keys to the city, and like I wouldn't even know where to operate in that Miami. And that's not the Miami that I know and love. Right. Uh, but I'm sure they're connected there too. I can't. I don't know shit about Live or any of those other fucking places. Right. Um, but you know, I I would I would I think if I just if I call E and I said I wanted to go there, I could get in. Yeah. Most definitely. I feel like that. Uh, yeah, I'm more like, you know, fucking uh, Blackbird and Sandwichery and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, man, what's the other? LA, LA De Las Fritas, man. They, yo, Boris had to take me to get Fritas so many times. <laughs> yo, never and never let me down, man. You never know? let you down. Never, never pissed off, but, man, I was addicted to those things. Colada, <laughs> you just, like, you know, just keep the session going. Run and go get collada. Like you know, whatever you need. Just a, just a humble. All of them, just like the humility, um, is is definitely unparalleled for the for the type of connections they have in this industry. How does it feel to see Crazy Hood continuously grow throughout the years? Man, I love it. I love it. I love that. Uh, you know, they didn't change it to, you know. Uh, slightly unstable neighborhood or you know anything to 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 appease, <laughs> to appease anyone you know what I mean yeah crazy that is still crazy to, you know and it just it gets live man like one of the last times I saw uh, EFN and Boris in LA it just yeah. got so lit and my you know my wife is vegan she's pregnant she's not drinking and I was like and before I get there I was like just, we're gonna go meet Boris this is a huge thing. And this is also in the midst of, uh, you know, from from day one, EFN texting me like, yo, uh, this is my little podcast, like super humble. Um, starting with Nori, you know, check it out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my man's a favor and like subscribe to this shit right away. Right. And this is my family. And, and let me listen to it like, oh, shit, this is really good. I was like, man, if, if fools catch on, this is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, months, you know, nine months, ten months later, maybe a year later, I don't know how long it's been later, but it was huge. Yeah. And I was like, yo, he did this. So when I'm trying to get with him now when he's in L.A., it's like a thing. Like, does EFN have time to see me? Like, <laughs> you know, and Boris like, nah, nigga, come on, man. You know, and I'm like, well, let me know if y'all got time. I, I didn't feel no type of way. I, I know how that is. Like, yeah. you know, you're on. You went from... You know, I, I my love for them hasn't hasn't changed or grown. My respect for them has only deepened, if anything, because of, because of how I've seen them handle. I won't say I, when I met them, they were at a low. How they handle their newer success, right? And I've seen people act really stupid and fake and phony with with new success. Uh, and so, and I guess my respect has deepened, but uh, my love for them hasn't. And when they show that same type of love, and you know. We're going out of our way. He's missing me. I'm missing him. Um, 
we finally get together at Volcano, and it's, it was on. I was like, I, you know what I told my wife, like, or she was my girlfriend at the time. I was like, yo, we're, we're going in. I'm going. I can't not go in with my boys. Right. Like, and so you know, we're drinking, and, and then she feels the love, and it's just you know, it was just it was just a family vibe. Like, it just met her, and she, and it was just we were just together. Mm-hmm. And then we, the best part was we walking outside, and so this is my this is my city. You know, we're in LA. Yeah. And dude's like, oh. And, Hey, Merce, and then he saw EF. He was like, oh, shit, I love Drake Champ. I, like, <laughs> I was like, you know, oh, that's Merce, whatever. Oh, shit, it's EF from Drake Champs. <laughs> and I just love that feeling, man. I'm smiling right now talking about it. Like, I love that for him. I love that for my family. Um, so to see him, you know, continue after 20-some plus years in the game to reach new heights and uh, and have new success, not change who you are and also not take you off your your dean or your your grind as 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 you know some people say like his roots like he he's passionate about coming home and he didn't just ditch that to do drink champs everything you know yeah yeah he stayed true to his passion and his vision and he stayed true to his team and um and everybody stayed true to him and i yeah i like i can't i can't describe how rare that is after my you know this is my 22nd year in this in hip hop, I've been doing this, you know, around, and I've been around this shit. I was longer. I've been, you know, street team in this shit since I was fourteen, wow. since the you know early nineties. Um, so I've I've been around and I've seen a lot of ups and downs in all sides of the industry, and it's rare to see people stick together like Crazy Hood has, and uh, and you know even when people do stick together like that. They also tend to be a little assholeish about who they let in and let around. Yeah. You know, their click is their click, and they don't let people in, and they don't show love to other people. That's how most clicks survive, and that's not the vibe of Crazy Hood either. No, not at they all. Took my, they took me in, and you know, well, you know, EFN was like recently had his uh, his uh, what the fuck is the baby shower, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Multiple times, like Merce, I need you there. Did you get the fucking? Did you get, did you get the invitation? Did you get the invitation? <laughs> and I was like, man, he he really wants me to be there. And uh, you know, it was difficult for me. My wife and I, uh, we lost our first child in labor right after we. I saw your fan like a year a year or so ago. Yeah. Our our baby died after forty weeks during labor, and this was the first time my wife had ever been to a baby shower or even thought about going to a baby shower. Wow. And uh. You know, for EFN, I was like, I gotta go, and uh, I'm glad I did. You know, I met you there, and uh, yeah. and then I, I met uh, I, um, my homeboy Hydro that just became my DJ. Yep, shout out to Hydro. Um, yeah, shout out to Hydro, man. Like, you know, and that's and that's just a crazy good function. You know, we're in fucking South Pasadena. Uh, you know, a huge, you know, very very Latino. I think Chicano and native vibe. Like, it's it's very LA, very mm-hmm. OG LA. Right. I think I think. Kroenis family has been there in that house since the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Wow! It, you know, it's I think it's uh, tacos. Her aunt was amazing to me. Like it was just a fairy family vibe. It was a, a real like crazy hood. Still, just that vibe of family was a lot of crazy hood people there, but there was family there, and then still it was so hip hop that I found my new DJ. Yeah, like I'm That's crazy. Just just to you know visit with my homie and support you know an amazing couple and. I leave with the new DJ. Um, that, that's just how that's how hip hop EFN is. So, if you could say anything to Crazy Hood, what would you say? Man, I yeah. Well, 
congratulations on 25 years. Y'all motherfuckers are getting old. And uh, I just literally on my 40th birthday stopped drinking, but I, I would definitely hesitate uh, to pass up a drink with you guys anytime, ever, anywhere on the planet Earth. And uh, yeah, here's to 25 more. And, and the generations that are coming, all the babies, the crazy fit, the crazy fit babies. Our next guest is a talented artist who's part of Mayday. He has a long history of Crazy Hood, as we've been supporters of his career since he started as a teenager. Let's listen to my interview with the homie Burns. So what's your earliest memory of Crazy Hood? Oh man, earliest memory of Crazy Hood? Well, actually, um, my earliest memory is EFN actually gave me my first show ever when I was a kid. Wow. Um, like, uh, I was in a group called uh, All the King's Men back in the day with my man Stress, my man Plex, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and my man Stress, I don't know how he got hooked up with EFN, but I'm talking about I must have been like 15 years old. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And um, EFN and Crazy Hood and them, they did a big warehouse party um, down in the suburbs, like in Kendall, where, where we live and shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I ended up playing there. That was my first time ever rapping really like in front of my peers on a microphone. Um, and it was just like, it was like, a one of, one of EFNs or somebody's homies, parents own like a body shop or something. And they ended up throwing a party in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and it was just, it was just like a wild fucking high school turn up, but it was dope, man. And it was like, and then I, I didn't really hook, hook up with him for a few years until a few years after that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And until um, I was probably like, you know, out of high school and shit like that, which is when I finally like actually got to hang out with him and, and, and kick it. You know, when, when you know the, the whole scene was like really small back then. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. it was like the DJs were like, you know, EFN, Epps, Craze, like. Those were like the local homie DJs that we ended up kind of kicking it with in our later years of high school slash like early college years. You know what I mean? Okay. And then um and, and then and then fast forward a few years later, um when I finally made a project, um one of the first dudes from Crazy Hood that wasn't a offender to link up with me was Garcia. Um, we had we had put out our first kind of like single as Mayday. It was named Quicksand, and um you know it was just like doing a few rounds around town. Because randomly, just as a homie hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, I really love the song. I'd love to shoot a video for it." And that was like really my first real connection with Garcia, you know. Yeah. So, um, and me and Garcia have been like fucking best buds since then and shit, you know. So, and then ever since then, man, I just really been connected with the Crazy Hood fan, you know. Yeah. And, and and finally, well, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but eventually, EFN sort of, you know, he, he well, not not sort of, he became one of Mayday's managers, and um. You know, he hooked up with us watching us play once one time at a uh, here in Miami and shit. And you know, it was ever, ever since then it's been you know just together all the time and shit. And, you know, basically family. You know what I mean? What does Crazy Hood mean to Miami? Well, that's a good question, man. I think uh, I think Crazy Hood was definitely one of the one of those people that really championed Miami. You know, I think. Uh, I think in a town that's full of people that are from somewhere else, which is what Miami is, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's it's like a transient town, you know. Yeah. Um. It's 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 hard to like to really rep your city and really rep your, especially where they're from. They're not like from fucking Miami proper. 
Yeah. We're from Kendall, you know, which is like the outskirts. It's the it's like you know, it's 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 the new development of Miami. It's the suburbs and shit, you know. Right. Um. So it's just like they were really the first people really to be proud of where they were from and like push it, and and they've never wavered, you know. Mm-hmm. And um and I I just think that that's really res- like just admirable and respectable about them, you know. And at the same time, also. Really, it really is a family, you know. I think Family Ties is is a great name for this podcast because I really think it's beautiful how connected they all are and how much they all support each other and how really, really, truly is a family, you know. Yeah. So when I think of Crazy Hood, I think family, definitely. How important um, do you think it is for like for you to have like a brotherhood in hip hop or to have that brotherhood to 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 share that that common interest in music and and creativity and so forth. I mean, honestly, it's probably the, uh, it's probably like the main factor between quitting and not quitting. Mm. I think pursuing, pursuing this as a passion and pursuing hip hop is a, like a, is a real like life. Yeah. I think, I think having a support system like the one that they have is probably the main reason why people quit or don't quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because eventually, you know, yeah, everybody has their homies when they're 16 and they're 17 and they're all fucking about it, you know, but life gets in the way. People have kids and start to grow apart, you know, and it's really admirable that they've not only stayed friends because, yeah, you can stay with your friends, but they've kept like a mission, you know, mm-hmm. a certain mission statement, you know, um, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And also, you know, I got to give I got to give shouts out to EFN, you know, because I feel like. E has been a, a a a big part of the reason why they've kept that in terms of like he's kept them focused, you know. Right. And also he's a he really is like a family person, and I think like he's kept them together, you know. Yeah. How does it feel to see uh, Crazy Hood grow from when you were fifteen in high school, um, rapping at that party to now, seeing that growth firsthand? It's 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 really validating. It's really inspiring. You know, um, that they can, I don't like, you know, bro, it's just so hard to stay doing this for as long as they have, yeah. you know, that, um, it's just like, I, I just, people don't understand how hard that is, you know, yeah. to be a family and to, uh, and to, to now still be so relevant, you know, mm-hmm. it's honestly like, it's such a feat, you know, and, uh, you don't see it a lot, especially in this like society the things that come and go so quickly and are so disposable, you know? Yeah, I feel like they've built like a real brand, you know, yeah. and so many things that people like think that they're the first to do do here. They did first, you know, yeah, or they were or they were pioneering first. So many things, stores, releases, all these things, man. It's really a, a great legacy that they've left Miami, you know. Yeah, and continuing to build as well. Definitely, yeah, and absolutely. I think the future is even brighter for them. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 pretty cool to see, you know how you mentioned um, the involvement from the stores or from the house from those parties to the stores yes. to um, you know the podcasting now and to being on TV, you know. Yep, one hundred percent, man. Who knows what the future has in store for these guys, man? Yeah. But I really think that um, like they um, you know how they say like uh, life is like a is a marathon, it's not a sprint, you know? Yeah. I think that uh, they really embody that, you know. They really just kind of like ran their race. And I think now they're benefiting from it. If you could say anything to Crazy Hood, what would you say? I love you. And thank you for being my brothers. 
and um, I can't I can't wait for the next twenty years. Do you have any um, other stories that you would like to share? Uh, nah, man. Just you know, I've had so many good times with these guys, man. It's it's just so hard to even pinpoint that yeah. a certain story, man. I just these guys are really like the funnest motherfuckers. Whenever we're together, it's just nothing but laughs. And um, I don't know, man. I just feel like everything they're getting right now is completely deserved by the universe. You know what I'm saying? Our next guest appeared in our first coming home film in 2012. Her talents as a singer, songwriter, and rapper shine throughout the film and eventually throughout the world. In 2017, she was nominated for four Latin Grammys, including Best New Artist and Album of the Year. Here's my conversation with Grammy-nominated recording artist, Danai Suarez. ¿Cuáles fueron tus primeros pensamientos cuando conoció a EFN García y Crazy Hood en Cuba? Yo lo sentí como, como familia, como hermanos, porque sentí gente muy buena, muy unida y, y con un sentimiento de mucho respeto hacia conocer Cuba. Uh -huh. eh, traían cosas para compartir, realmente gente muy solidaria, muy fue, fue lo primero que yo sentí, mm. eh, como, como un grupo de hermanos. ¿Recuerdas uh, algunas uh, memorias de ese tiempo que uh, estuviste con ellos en Cuba? Sí, recuerdo, <ríe> cómo no, recuerdo que que ellos estaban tratando de, de, de entender todo y la dinámica de, de cómo se lleva la gente en Cuba y de pronto apareció a Mauri, que es un amigo que tengo ahí, el que sale en el documental, uh -huh. eh, que le dicen el zombie en el documental, <risa> y a Mauri, de pronto se, se coló en la casa de ellos y comenzó a repartir hasta la comida de ellos. Wow. Y, no, y, y las molestias que cogieron, los tiempos que pasábamos en mi casa, oyendo música, uh -huh. eh, no sé, fue fue un tiempo muy familiar. Nunca nunca con ellos parece que uno está trabajando. ¿Cuáles son sus pensamientos sobre Crazy Hood en general como un grupo de amigos y, una, uh, y como una compañía? Bueno... Eh, in, independientemente de que conocen mucho de la escena de hip hop por no decir todo uh -huh. y que son excelentes profesionales son una familia para mí aquí en Estados Unidos eh, donde quiera que yo estoy y estén ellos yo estoy totalmente protegida totalmente respaldada puede estar en, en las mejores manos uh -huh. eh, Siempre me he sentido como la hermana menor de ellos y, y que, que me protegen donde quiera que estoy, en el área donde estoy que están ellos. Eh, son gente de mucha, eh, ¿cómo decir? Mucha lealtad, loyalty, ¿no? Sí. Entonces, la persona que no tenga esa misma lealtad simplemente no está más eh, en, en el medio de ellos, ¿no? Entonces van creciendo así como, como hermanos. Eh, ¿Qué te puedo decir? Cada cual 
en su área, en su departamento, es un excelente profesional, sí. desde los fotógrafos hasta todo. Y, y la manera de, de, de DFM, de, de Eric, uh -huh. como él va desarrollando el potencial que tiene cada cual, le va dando a cada cual una oportunidad de que vaya desarrollándose más, que vaya creciendo más, así como, como lo hizo García. Uh -huh. y, y nada, para mí ellos son familia, son familia, son gente que tienen un lugar muy, muy importante en mi vida. ¿Qué importante es el loyalty que estabas diciendo? En, en, est, en esta carrera de música y, y con familia. Sí, es muy, es muy importante la lealtad en sentido general, porque el tiempo que uno pierde en la vida es tiempo que uno no recupera. Mm. Y aunque estés trabajando, aunque estés eh, disfrutando con amigos, mm -hmm. en cualquier área o escenario que tú estés de la vida, tú necesitas rodearte de gente ir adelante con personas que son leales, con personas que tienen buenos principios y buenos valores. Sí. Por ejemplo, para mi gusto, a veces ellos se ponen y beben demasiado. Yo como amiga no quiero eso yeah. para ellos. Pero ellos saben, entre ellos, cómo cuidarse, cómo, eh, aunque estén bebidos, ellos no se, no se pasan de la raya en, en ningún en, en principios y, y en valores, ¿sabes? Sí, Saben sé. comportarse cada cual en su lugar. Mm -hmm. Saben protegerse, saben... Y es muy importante. Ellos pasan mucho tiempo en el trabajo. El trabajo es parte, de, es su vida. Pasan mucho tiempo, eh, muchas horas juntos, aunque tengan diferentes oficios después como Drain. Mm -hmm. Eh, pero pero por esa razón ellos son tienen una calidad de vida porque son familia son sí. muchos años que van juntos me encanta cuando postean fotos de hace años y tú lo ves igual a todos esas <risa> <risa> buenas fotos buenas fotos <risa> cuántas memorias no tienen cuántas sí. fotos cuántas cosas sí. hay algunos que ya no están que se han muerto que Qué bueno, uh -huh. tú, tú vas viendo así, pero bueno, sí. de verdad que son gente espectacular, por mí han hecho muchísimo, cuando yo, este documental que hicimos en Cuba, The Coming Home, fue uh -huh. buenísimo para mí, al yo llegar aquí a Estados Unidos, mi primer concierto lo produjo eh, Eri FM, uh -huh. y, y todos los muchachos estaban ahí apoyando, y cada vez que yo voy a un lugar, ellos son mis hermanos, los invito a todos, vamos todos. Yo te digo que, que con ojos cerrados, yo siento que tengo hermanos en un país. ¿Qué se siente a ver Crazy Hood evolucionar y crecer en todos estos años? A mí me llena de orgullo. Yo como una mujer cristiana, una mujer de Dios, yo deseo que todo el mundo evolucione espiritualmente, no económico y profesionalmente solamente, ¿no? sino espiritualmente uh -huh. al conocimiento de Dios, porque creo que eso 
y esa es la mejor orientación que podemos tener todos en la vida. Sí. Pero todos los éxitos de ellos me, me encantan, me son muy merecidos. Yo creo que, que debido a este nivel de relación que tienen, que, que no, no es simplemente trabajo, sino es mandar, sino hacer proyectos que tengan un valor, eh, y van todos juntos, yo creo que van a llegar muy lejos, muy, muy lejos, a, a ser una empresa con muchísimo poder. Y si puedes decir algo a... Crazy Hood, ¿qué dirías? <risa> wow, yo creo que, como te digo, yo creo que van a llegar en la unión que tienen en Lema, y en Lemar y en la, en, wow, creo que con la hermandad que tienen y los lazos familiares que han hecho creo que van a ser un imperio dentro de la industria de la música que van a tener unos modelos de negocio diferentes que van a hacer tipo de documentales y películas diferentes creo que los hijos que están teniendo dentro van a ser también parte del proyecto y van a ser el relevo de lo que es Crazy Hood es como de cierta manera para mí Crazy Hood una dinastía que continuará ¿no? My next guest is a recording artist, record producer, and music executive from Toronto, Canada. Here's the one and only, Cardinal Official. So what's your earliest memory of uh, DJ EFN? Um, you know what's wild is I've been going to Miami for like mad years, so it's like, um... I met so many people, like, just on the come-up. So it's like, you know, from Khaled to Irie to EFN to, you know what I mean? Like, so many other cats. Like, um, I don't exactly remember, like, you know what I'm saying? Specifically the exact event or whatever. But, you know, he's just somebody that um, has been in the mix for a while. And on top of that, he's always, you know what I'm saying, reached out to be <clears throat> on his projects also. You know what I'm saying? Um And, you know, that's, you know, I got a lot of love for him for that because he's always reached out to me for me to represent. And, um, you know, I think the last, I think the last one that I did was, um, was appearing on one of Mayday's albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that, I was on another, another compilation joint that he did, you know what I mean? So he's just always somebody that's always, to me, represented, uh, what I love about hip hop. And I don't like, I, I personally think it's corny when people call it you know, real hip hop or whatever. But right. at the same time, I love the, you know, I love the fact that he always represents, you know what I'm saying? The traditional boom bap, you know, element, because I definitely, you know, I, I dibble and dabble in everything, but you know, that's, that's, that's my core. That's, that's what I love at the end of the day. What does EFN and Crazy Hood mean to hip hop? Well, I mean, EFN and Crazy Hood, like what I love is that, um, he's just, first of all, To me, anyway, that's just the realest dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is somebody that if you if you text him, if you call him, um, whatever, first and foremost, you know, he's, I think, it, you know, the respect is mutual because he's never fronted on me. And, you know, for that, you know, I've never fronted on him. Not that, you know, I ever front on people in general, but, I mean, he's just somebody that I think earns everybody's respect, you know, because at the end of the day, he is, one, just a real dude, 
Uh, number two, he's somebody that's super passionate about hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and really always pushes the envelope, even if it may not necessarily be the right environment or the right time, he's always going to make sure, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and represent. And I think that's special. Because if you don't have people like him and, and Crazy Hood that's really just preserving, you know what I mean, I think um, part of what makes hip-hop great, then we're, we're just going to see a lot of the culture just get pushed to the, you know, get pushed to the side and, and start to fall off. But, you know, that's why I respect him, you know what I mean? Because when it comes to, um, I think, informing the youth coming up, uh, he, he's a great bridge, you know what I mean? He's yes. somebody that still knows what's going on with the younger generation, but at the same time, I think makes an effort to really um, form that bridge so that they can also understand, like, hey, well, this is where this comes from, and this is where this comes from, and that's what we need. We need a lot of rap enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people are losing steam because, you know, the mainstream right now may not have that, you know, that same love and that same passion, but that's why, as time goes on, EFN just, you know, he becomes more and more and more important. You mentioned you were an avid Drink Champs listener. How does it feel? Mm -hmm. How does it feel to see Crazy Hood continuously grow throughout the years? I mean, I listen. I think it's I think it's dope. You know what I'm saying? From like, you know, street team and street promo stuff, and just every everybody that's associated with that family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's I think it's really dope. And especially in this day and age where you don't see too many of those opportunities uh, come to people that are, I think, as raw, you know what I mean, as, as yeah. Crazy Hood and EFN. That's just my personal opinion, you know what I mean? Like, right now, there's just a lot of opportunities that are, you know, given to people with gimmicks or, you know what I'm saying, people that, um, you know, might be able to get a whole lot of clicks online, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of trolling going on, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of clickbait. You know, unfortunately, it's not really about the music and the culture that is pushing everything to the forefront. And I mean, you know, even with this, this stuff that's going on just recently with Kanye, we see that even the greats are having to resort to a lot of trolling and so forth because music is not necessarily uh, the centerpiece of what's shifting and moving the culture. So mm -hmm. I just think it's dope because to me, I don't think that I've ever felt that EFN you know, or Crazy Hood ever represented anything, you know, they never, you know, uh, how can I put it? I don't think they ever had to wild out and do some random shit just so that people would pay attention. I think that, you know, they, you know, worked with so many people um, on various levels over the years. So now that they have this platform, you know what I mean? One of the biggest platforms for hip hop, I think they're, you know, just triple getting that respect that they should. And it's dope. You know what I mean? That a man like EFN is really like a triple OG in this right now. Um, this is a question that uh, I asked um, my uh, my guest throughout the show, throughout the season. And I think it would be interesting to uh, get your answer from it. How important, mm -hmm. how important is loyalty? Loyalty is not something that you find often in hip hop. Yeah. But to me, to me, it's everything, though. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's certain, you know, there's certain producers, there's certain artists, uh, there's certain teams that I've rocked with over the years, and you gotta understand, even for me, um, I guess you guys would look at me as like a quote-unquote international artist, mm -hmm. but somebody that's been, you know, in America um, pushing my music and, you know, pushing the whole Toronto 
aesthetic and Toronto Sonics and the whole nine yards of Toronto culture for mad years, like the only reason that, you know, people even heard of Cardinal Official is because of people's loyalty, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think with like within loyalty, within the culture, respect is almost is almost synonymous. And if it's not synonymous, it's something that ties in very closely because it's like being loyal, being lo- in my opinion, being loyal to people is one of the one of the ways that you'll be able to see longevity because you can't count anybody out in hip hop anymore. You know what I'm saying? Before you might have been like, ah, you know, whoever, poor righteous teachers, man, they they washed. Like I ain't heard from them in Mad Long or you know Three Times Dope or you know whoever. It doesn't yeah. matter who you pick. But then it's like nowadays because. Um, we are in a, 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 a technological age to where there are so many opportunities for you to diversify within the culture and create a platform um, where you know wherein you can prosper and do well. I think loyalty is something that is important. Now, mind you, you shouldn't be loyal just because you know somebody might be able to scratch your back one day. I just think you know, as part of the culture and with hip hop coming from the streets, loyalty is what I learned coming up in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's what I learned. Um, I think with my homeboys, that's how we were able to, you know what I mean, get our record deals in the first place is because we stuck by each other. We were loyal and, you know what I mean, we really supported one another. And I think, you know, that's just a micro level, but on a macro level, you know what I mean, on a bigger scale, uh, once you get into the into the industry, uh, being loyal to those people who have done right by you is, is the right thing to do. And I think you find that those people that burn the bridges coming up, those are the people that don't have that much of a, you know, that long of a career. But, you know, like I said, when it comes down to EFN, like I, I got to rate it because he's somebody that is supported, you know, forever and ever. And I mean, even to this day, like he's so dope. Just the other day, he's like, yo, I got a package coming for you. And, you know, the next day, um, you know what I mean? Like it was a full out drink champ, you know, package just because he knows that, I'm not just a, you know, uh, uh, avid listener, but I'm also, you know, I mean, a supporter because I'm actually really, really into the hip hop podcast culture because we don't have the things like double XL and source and rap pages and, you know, what I mean, all yeah. those things that, that used that used to, uh, help preserve the culture. We don't really have those things anymore. Mm-hmm. So to me, the podcast, those, those are the new things that everybody looks to. You know, and the fact that, you know, him and Nori are able to have, like, such a well-balanced podcast, you know what I mean, in terms of, like, being able, being able to educate all generations, but also not just educate, also having mad fun, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's the best, it's, for me, it's the, it's the best, best of both worlds, you know what I mean? And that's why I, I love it and I tune in every week. And I love also even sometimes when Nori might go on a tangent, that's why it's so, you know, it's so important for e, uh, EFN to be there because, like, you know, he always makes sure that the right questions are asked. And, you know, even if, you know, Nori has personal relationships with a lot of the artists. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a, it might be a bit awkward for him, but, you know, EFN always gets it in. So, you know, that's, that's, why, that's why I'm even a loyal listener when it comes to just, you know, even just the podcast. But, yeah, man, loyalty is, loyalty is everything, bro. And I, and I think... You know, it's something that when you came up in the neighborhood, when you came up in hip hop at a certain time, it was a, you know, it was a code of the street. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like loyalty, honor, respect, all those things go together. And I think for me, 
um, I've only been able to, you know, to be here and probably talking to you now because of loyalty, honor, and respect. Yeah. So it's, it's super important to me. So if you could say anything to Crazy Hood, what would you say? Man, I would say, you know what I mean, just respect for the love over the years, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I'm just, you know, I always tell people it doesn't matter if, like, I've sold, you know, millions of songs around the world and toured this and done songs with this and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, I'm just a kid from Toronto. And the time that I came up, it wasn't like how it is now to where there's Drake and Tory Lanez and Weekend and, you know, all, you know, all the, you know, Daniel Caesar, this, that, and the next thing. Like, when I was coming up, there wasn't really anybody coming from my city. So the fact that not only did these guys take the time out um, to really check out who I was as an artist and listen and show love just from that side, but actually asking me to be, you know what I mean, a part of, you know, different projects and, and you know, really reaching out yeah. and wanting me to, to be in that mix, like, you know, that that's, that's the ultimate respect for me, you know what I mean? That's the ultimate love, and that's why I've always never hesitated to do it, and, you know, I've always been a big supporter, and I'll, and I'll continue to be a big supporter, so there's nothing but love, you know what I mean, for me, and, you know, essentially, I guess, because you get that love from me, you'll, you'll also get that love from my city, because my city loves whoever loves and supports us as well, so, you know what I mean? That's a shout from, from Cardinal and also from Toronto. Our final guest has a lot of history with Crazy Hood. As founder of the THC crew, they've been truly supportive of Crazy Hood as we've been to them. Together, we've worked hard to make sure Miami hip-hop is properly represented. Here's my interview. Will you be the underboss? So what's your earliest memory of Crazy Hood? My earliest memories of Crazy Hood them in the uh, in the form of DJ EFN mixtapes, you know, because uh, we were all, you know, my, I came up from a part of South Florida called Hialeah, and um, you know, back then it was a uh, it, it was really a uh, every every little division of South Florida kind of like beef with each other, you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. Hialeah dudes wouldn't mess with Cal City, you know what I'm saying? Cal City wouldn't mess with, you know what I'm saying? Open lock, man, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was that division and then um i always like i always ended up like getting all the efn mixtapes through you know you know family or friends that i had like from the kendall area and they would always be like oh man my boy dj efn my mom so they would always bring the tapes and i'd always bump them you know because mm. you know we, we were hip-hop kids and you know it was, it was hard to find hip-hop in miami at that time you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah yeah so we used to always get like the new york tapes from clue and you know whatever tony touch or whatever but it was dope to actually have a miami kid putting out this music and you know, he, he, EFN would always show love to local artists. Right. So that was something that, uh, that 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 was special to me, and that those are pretty much my my first memories of it, like having the EFN tapes, and then all, all my earlier homies kind of being like, "Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> who's he, DJ? <laughs> who's DJ EFN?" I'd be like, "This is the homie from Kendall." And niggas would be like, "Kendall, get the fuck out of here!" So you know that 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 was like my earliest memory, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. just me always digging his, you know his workflow and stuff like you know the way he put together the tapes was always dope you know right uh, elaborate on how you know how that must felt like how accessible and h- how it it was to have someone like you know e uh, who's putting out the mixtapes and things like that um and compared to like you know like a like a tony touch who's from new york and stuff like that but somebody that's around your neighborhood that was probably the coolest thing because uh when we um 
when we started actually like putting our shit together finally and we was like you know like we always worked on rap music but when we finally started like taking it serious and like you know looking at it as a business like okay well let's put you know let's put this material together and let's put out this tape like efn would always host these like wednesday nights at, at their office mm-hmm. and like anybody he would always invite like any and everybody to just come through you know what i'm saying right so he would always like welcome everybody with open arms man and, and i remember like we just we just had like this instant like almost chemistry like we had this instant bond as soon as we met and he would always like jokingly refer refer to us as like oh these are my primos from Hialeah like you know what I'm saying like it was just always that love you know what I mean like yeah. it was like the Hialeah cousins and I'd be like yeah these are my Kendall cousins and it was always just that family vibe man and and he actually hosted my first our first uh, my my crew is THC he actually hosted THC's first like official release because you know like i said we always recorded stuff and and we did shows and and i was always like in the, in the battles and stuff like the universal zulu nation battles and mm-hmm. the unsigned hype battles and stuff but to actually put out a product it was like around that time i think it was like 99 2000 maybe and mm-hmm. and efn hosted it. it it was called high times and it was hosted by dj efn wow. and i don't even think he remembers but <laughs> it was like i think it's actually the first tape that he ever hosted because before that he never really spoke he would always just dj like you know what i mean and, and put the tapes together but he actually never spoke on the tapes uh-huh. i think my joint was the first tape he ever hosted if i'm not mistaken i think we would have to check with him but i'm pretty sure it is that's cool and um him hosting on that tape um you guys actually worked together again um you you and thc uh along with uh dj megamix you guys played a role in helping with garcia right can you elaborate on oh, it? Yeah, absolutely. My DJ uh, Megamix was actually very, very good friends with with EFN as well as uh, uh, Gambit. At that time, Garcia was going by the name uh, Gambit, right? MC uh, Gambit, yeah. So, he, and he was just a dope spitter. He was just a young kid uh, coming up, you know, from from south, you know, southwest Miami somewhere. I think he was from Little Havana originally. He got with Crazy Hood, and then Megamix was um was my DJ. Like he was my show DJ. We would always like do shows together, and he would always be in the studio helping us produce records and do stuff. And then Megamix um was DJing, I think, at WVUM, the hip hop shop. Uh, 90.5 FM It was like a college station And we all used to go down there I think it was on Wednesdays Or Thursday nights or something And um, and Mega introduced me to Gambit And he was like Yo this is Garcia This is Gambit actually And then and He was like Yo I'm gonna be working with him Or whatever And I was like Cool man And, and we started working with Garcia And and that, that's how that came about You know what I'm saying He was just a dope ass Talented ass kid Just spitting raw You know what I mean Yeah yeah. So in your eyes what What's Crazy Hood's contribution To Miami hip hop Well I mean They've definitely, uh, as far as EFN and, and their musical output, they've definitely upheld the, the, the standards of, of, of pure hip-hop, you know, uh, traditionalist hip-hop in the sense of, of, of the culture. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're talking about the culture, yeah. then they've always upheld that and they've always done that. And that's, I tip my hat off to them because I, I always salute them for that because they've always stayed true to their roots. They've never deviated. They've never wandered. I mean, even when Garcia had like his radio run and he had like a, a up-tempo radio, it was a, a Miami bass rooted record that was like, you know, it was sampling Planet Patrol and stuff. Like they've always stayed so true to the culture. And that's like one of the things that I respect the most about them because they've not only helped the local community and helped, you know, established all these artists like Pitbull who got, you know, a lot of looks on, on EFN's mixtapes, Rick Ross, 
uh, Gunplay, you know, the whole Triple C's, Ross's whole movement, right. um, even Flowrider, you know, even Flowrider, Pole Boys, um, you know, all the slip and slide artists, whatever local artist was doing anything, you know, recognize um, Mayday, whatever local artist was doing something, EFN was always sure to have their record on, on the tape and supporting. And even when they started getting their look, like I remember when they had the MTV My Block situation um, come up and they were like, you know, they got a great look on that national look what they do they instantly a friend reaches out to me and he's like hey you know bring mega mix over to the studio we want to put together this mixtape uh you know mega mix and i whatever presents my block the mixtape or whatever and we did we did a song for it actually destiny and i um she's my female artist we did a song for it and a legendary song my block it was like the theme song for the mixtape and it's just like i said it's efn always opening those doors man and always creating a platform for the local artists for you know what i'm saying for the 305 yes. you know what i'm saying so how does it feel to see Crazy Hood continuously grow throughout the years? Oh man, it's to me it's a you know it's a it's a blessing. Like I feel like I'm an honorary Crazy Hood member in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like those guys are my fam. You know what I'm saying? And and each and every one of them to this day, like you know, every time I see them, it's like all you know hugs and, and you know it's all love, it's all respect. And they know I've grinded my ass off as I've known. You know, as I've watched them grind their ass off, so and 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 it's been that same group of guys pretty much. That's the gist of it. And they've had a couple new members and maybe a couple fall off back in the day or whatever. But the point is, they've always stayed together and they've always stayed stayed true to their to their vision, bro. You know, and, and EFN's been like I said, he's always been a pillar in this community as far as opening doors and, and really keeping that hip hop that hip hop fire alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what does loyalty mean to you? And how has Crazy Hood shown that to you and your crew? Wow, they've um, like I said, they've they've definitely displayed loyalty at every turn because those brothers, um, they they're there. You you see them there together. It's 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 EFN, it's Eddie Giggs, it's Heckler, it's Garcia, it's Paul. We you know uh, thoughts. Yeah. It's uh it's Rich. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 Charlie. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just the same crew of guys, you know, it might be KNS or whatever, or, you know what I'm saying, Hazardous, or, you know, whatever it is right. that, that, that come along the way, but it's that group of guys, man, and they're always there, and they're always supporting, and they're always loyal, and if somebody's not there, you can ask, and be like, yo, where's that? Oh, Hex with the fam, Hex with the, you know, Hex with you know, running his business, and doing whatever they're doing, but there's always a justification for them not being around or not, you know, being involved because if it wasn't for something else holding them back, they would always be there. They would always be supporting one another. And that to me, like I always use them as an example with my crew and, and my guys. And I always tell them, look, man, look how crazy hood rolls. You know what I'm saying? And, and, right. and, and they do it. They do it right, bro. They're a great example. They're absolutely the, the best example. I think in the city of, of love and loyalty and respect, you know, honor, integrity, they uphold all of those values and, and they stay true to one another. And they're, you know what I mean? They're always supportive of, of each other and whatever they've got going on. It doesn't, doesn't matter if, if Mikey's directing a video now, they're all going to support it and they're all going to share it and they're all going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it doesn't matter whatever your friend's doing. He's doing the drink champs now and they're all there you know what I mean? in the background cheering and clapping and, and what, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, they're the prime example of, of, of a hip hop crew and, and, and love, loyalty, respect for one another, honor, integrity, like, you know, the, the always supportive of one another. That's, that's to me, those are the main key ingredients in, in a successful hip hop ensemble. And those guys have, 
proven throughout the years that, that it can be done and, and you don't have to be a you know a thug or a you know knock around guy or whatever to be in hip hop. So if you could say anything to Crazy Hood, what would you say? Shoot man, I would say keep keep rocking, man. Let's do twenty five more years, <laughs> you know. Okay. Salute to the general EFN, salute to the whole family, man. I mean those guys have worked hard and they deserve they've earned their respect and they deserve everything they get, man. You know what I'm saying? So I just, uh, you know, I, I hope I get invited to the next coming home <laughs> trip or something. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> That's about it, man. I love those guys with all my heart, man. Like I said, I, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm an honorary, uh, crazy hood member. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I just, I love them so much and I, I cheer for them so much and, Whenever they win, I feel like we win. You know what I'm saying? Like Miami wins, and, and that's yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. We all came up together. So, you know, Pitt, Ross, Flo, us, you know what I mean? Like, we all came up together. You know, even uh, Mayday recognized those guys, you know what I'm saying? And right. and EFN was, was like the, the backbone of all of us coming up. He was always supporting from day one, you know what I'm saying? Yes. DJs like EFN, Megamix, Epps, all those guys. You know, salute to all the DJs. In our next episode... <laughs> You'll just have to tune in and find out. Until then, here's some last words from some of this week's guests. Yo, what's up? This is Jill Green, and I'm sending out a big, 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 big shout out to the whole Crazy Hood family and extension of the Crazy Hood family touching Miami and beyond international waters. Yo, large up every time you've been holding us down for 25 years, maybe 25 more. The future. There's Donuts celebrating 25 years, Family Ties, Crazy Hood Productions, you know this. What up, y'all? This is Merce. Give a shout out to my homeboys, Crazy Hood. Congratulations on 25 years. I hope you have another 25 more. And uh, drinks on me next time I see you. Just kidding. Would you mind uh, doing a drop for them? Hey, all Crazy Hood family, what's up? This is Kay. Congratulations on 25 years of being crazy, and drinks are on me next time I'll see you. Yo, 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 what up, what up? It's your boy Burns from the infamous Made It Crew. We're here 25 years, celebrating 25 years of Crazy Hood on the Family Ties fucking podcast i love every single one of y'all crazy hood is the best motherfucking family i'm so happy to be a part of and i'm so happy to call y'all my friends keep listening crazy hood family ties podcast drink chair family let's go hola soy danai suarez estoy celebrando los 25 años de crazy hood los estoy celebrando porque me siento parte de ese movimiento me siento parte de esta familia Y estoy súper feliz por todos los éxitos y todo lo que viene para el futuro. Agradecida porque fueron las primeras puertas para mí en Estados Unidos y son mis hermanos en este país. Felicidades para todos los hermanos de Crazy Hood. You already know what it is, man. You be the underboss, the apex. Representing my brothers, Crazy Hood, La Familia, for life. 25 years, we, 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 we here going for another 25 Salute to the general, DJ EFN, Miami's undisputed mixtape king. Salute to my brother Michael Garcia, one of the illest directors in hip-hop. And salute to the whole fam, man, everybody. Heck, Eddie Giggs, the whole fam, man. Two guns, I see you, boy. Chichi, get the yayo!
Jay Havana, what it do, boy, I see you. Love. Hey, yo, what up? This is Mr. International, a.k.a. Mr. Celebrity Marauder, a.k.a. the T-Dot Father, a.k.a. in the mix from the six. It is Cardinal, right about now. I am sending a special, special big up for 25 years. Yo, shout out to the 25th anniversary, Crazy Hood. You know what I'm saying? DJ Eofred, what up? New episodes of Family Ties come out weekly. Family Ties is a Crazy Hood Productions. This episode was produced by DJ EFN and myself, Jay Havana. Our theme music is titled Southwest by DJ EFN featuring MC8, Blue, and Cam with production by The Guild. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps new people find out about the show. Also, check us out on Audioboom and crazyhood.com. Always authentic. Always crazy.